grab a screenshot of me dying to you. I re- I'm recording already. <laughs> Incredible. She doesn't even go here. She doesn't even go here. <laughs> I've been so excited to do this. I can't even tell you. <laughs> I am so pumped. <laughs> you look so dumb and good. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, I don't know how to do a screenshot. That's okay. I have the video control. Yeah, you can just grab a still of me dying. <laughs> okay, I got to take this hood off now. Hold on. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, I would like you to know that I bought those sunglasses just for this bit. I fucking love when people commit to a bit. Mad respect. Thank you. Mad respect, Obi. I was no, thank you. Fully committed. I was like, oh, what if? What if? What if? And then it became it a reality. Beautiful. Well, thank you for that experience. You're welcome. I'm. I feel like I'm. I'm ready now. I'm in the place to talk, Mean Girls. Yep. This is where we need to be. This is the spot. Mm-hmm. Except for I don't have my notes up because I was too concerned about the hoodie bit. Hold on. <laughs> That's okay. Priorities. I also smell like latex. Why? Because I will tell you. Okay. Because we were decorating for my boss's birthday. So I've been like touching balloons and that smell is like on my hands. I know it's not a good smell. I don't like balloons. You know, they're not good for the environment and they're not good for the soul. They're just, they're gross. Balloons are gross. They're kind of gross. You're not wrong. Yeah. It's just... Balls filled with spit and air. Correct. We didn't put our mouths on any of these, just so you know. Uh, That's what you think. We had like three confetti ones pop on us. Those are fucking mess. Okay, that's not what we're here to talk about today, though. I just, the latex smell is getting to me, but I'm going to power through it. You're a survivor. I am. And today we are talking about probably my favorite film of all time, a perfect film if Mm -hmm. you will. Mean Girls. Hell yeah, we are. I am ecstatic. Did you watch it? I'm also kind of tired. No, I didn't. I didn't have time to watch it, but I've I've seen it so many times and I've seen clips recently. I'm sorry. Okay. It's all right. It's okay. My days off were actually days working because I had a writing contract. Fun. Good stuff. Yeah. Okay, but yes, we have seen this movie several times. Uh, I did watch it a couple days ago, and it's still as good as it ever was. It was actually on at mom's house a couple weeks ago, too, just like on cable because she has cable. Weird. And uh, me and the girls were over. So we just had it on like real low so that we could still kind of be watching it. And yeah, I was really excited to talk about it. So for anybody who doesn't know what Mean Girls is, which if you don't, please go watch it immediately. Quick synopsis is that homeschool jungle freak Katie Heron attends public school for the first time and is introduced to the Plastics, the trio of popular girls who run the school. She and her friends set out to destroy their queen bee, Regina, but Katie slowly starts to become plastic herself. (gasps) Did you write that yourself or did you steal it from somewhere? I wrote that. 
Ooh. With my brain. That's so good. I totally thought you plagiarized. I'm proud of you. Oh my gosh, thank you. So you think you're really smart. <laughs> so you agree? You think you're really smart. <laughs> <sighs> Shut up. <laughs> I, I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> is this entire podcast going to just be us reciting lines? I was going to say, it's it just going to be quotes. Yeah. And you know what? That's okay. It's okay. All right. This was released in 2004. I would have been a sophomore in high school. You would have been what? I was four years behind you in school. So we're both like, we're we're, dumb. okay, so <laughs> sixth grade? I think it would have been sixth grade. Yeah. So freshman and then eight, seven, six. Okay. So middle school. Yeah. You were a baby middle schooler. I was a wee little babe. A wee little bairn. Uh, this was directed, <laughs> <Okay>. by, <laughs> directed by Mark Waters. Uh, he also directed Freaky Friday with Lindsay Lohan. Mm. Uh, he has other credits to his name, though, but that was the only one I really cared about. It was written by Tina Fey. I think Tina we all Fey. know who Tina Fey is, so I'm not really going to introduce her. And it stars Lindsay Lohan, Rachel McAdams, Lacey, uh, I looked up how to pronounce her name. I believe it's Chabert and mm -hmm. Amanda Seyfried. And this was Amanda Seyfried's first acting role. Wait, seriously? Mm-hmm. Isn't that Damn. bonkers? Yeah. That she is killed it. Bananas. Bananas. Something I didn't know is that the screenplay that Tina Fey wrote was actually based on a book but yeah. not the way you might think. Did you know this? Yes, because I read Tifei. We're close, so I call her Tifei. Um, sure. I read her memoir. Yeah. And okay. she talks about it a little bit. Oh, okay. I had no idea. Uh, the book is called Queen Bees and Wannabes, Helping Your Daughter Survive Clicks, Gossip Boys, and the New Realities of Girl World. That's a very long title. And as you can probably tell from the title, it's more of like an advice book for parents of parents. teen girls. Yeah. Which is, is interesting. And going alongside that. So according to uh, an article this year from the Inquirer, the author of that book, uh, Rosalind Wiseman, might actually be taking legal action against Tina Fey and Paramount for unpaid dues. Uh, and I thought this was kind of weird at first because I'm like, well, how like how much can the movie actually be based on the book? But it does cite that she signed a deal with them in 2002 for the movie rights and was a consultant on the film. Mm -hmm. And allegedly there's just there's some disputes over what she's owed. So there is that. Hmm, I say. Yeah, I, it's a little kind of a neutral whom because. Yeah. I don't really land on on either side of that. Um, and allegedly, the author decided to speak out now because there's also some talk that the four original stars of the movie were willing to come back for the upcoming film, which we'll talk about later, but were given, quote, disrespectful offers. I don't know what that means, but that was what was said. By? By Paramount, I believe. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So there's some hot goss. There's some hot goss. Uh, I didn't go too far into it because I'm not really not really here to talk about that stuff. Mostly here to talk about the film and what it meant to us. But mm -hmm. I did come across it and thought that was kind of kind of weird. Yeah, it's it's necessary to to bring up. Yeah, I think uh, especially because 
as we know, there is another movie coming out and we will Uh talk about that later. There was also, and I had forgotten this, there was a sequel. There was a Mean Girls 2 in 2011 that Tina Fey was not involved in and Mm -hmm. was direct to TV. Uh, I never watched it and I don't plan to. Same and same. Yeah, no interest in that. And then there was the Broadway musical that ran from 2017 to 2019. I'm really sad we didn't see that. I have mixed feelings. I I love musicals. Same. For some reason, I can't... Thinking of Mean Girls as a musical is hard for me to wrap my brain around. I feel like I'd either really love it or I'd hate it. I think I would either love it or just be like, yeah, that was fun. It was a fun experience to go and see a Broadway show because I haven't since I was 17. When did you see a Broadway show? What did you see? I saw Memphis on Broadway. Remember that time that it was like, I was shocked, but mom let me go on that school trip where we went along the East Coast. Yes, I do remember that now. Okay. I've never seen a Broadway show. We should go. We should go. Yeah. Okay. I think again, and you and I sort of touched on this last week at the end of the Beanie Babies episode. I'm like, I love the original Mean Girls so much that there's part of me that's like, but I don't really need that. Yeah. No, I think it's something where I agree. I don't need it. It's more of like, because Tina Fey was involved with it, I would be curious to see it. And also it's more of like, if I had the opportunity, it just sounds like a fun and funny experience of being like, yeah, I saw Mean Girls, the musical on broad. Like it just, it just seems Mm -hmm. like it would be fun regardless of whether or not I actually was like, man, that was incredible. You're right. Yeah. The experience would be worth it. And I mean, live theater is just, there's like a certain energy to it. That's, that's pretty amazing. Do you know, I fucking love ballet. No, I did not know that you fucking love ballet. Don't know anything about it. I do. Well, you don't need to. I found that it, sorry, this is such a tangent. I ran out of my ADHD meds. I have found that it soothes my ADHD. Oh, interesting. I could see that though. I spend like the whole time, especially if it's like a story I know well enough. Like for our anniversary, Kelsey and I went to see Cinderella, the ballet. And it was so lovely. And it was also Mm -hmm. really cute because there are lots and lots of little girls dressed in like their princess gowns and stuff so it was it was adorable but we went and saw that and because obviously i know the story of cinderella i what i enjoyed was i spent the entire time trying to match like movement to song to emotion to parts Mm -hmm. in like the disney film and it just soothed me it's also like it's one of i would say the hardest sports oh absolutely and i know there's a lot of problematic shit that can happen with and around ballet and whatnot sure but I just, I'm fascinated by how it can look so natural, but also unnatural, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Where I'm it like, does. seeing human bodies move in certain ways that like you have to train because it is not natural, but it, it also, so this is a terrible description, but also like obviously the human body can do it. So it's, I don't know, it's just, it blows my mind and I really love ballet and I wish I lived in a bigger place so I could see more ballet. I love watching dance in general, but mm-hmm. ballet is, I would say, probably one of the most beautiful. And they like break toes and shit training for that. I mean, it's it's brutal, but you're right. It's like so graceful looking. 
Yeah. And it can be, there is a ballet company. I would love to see the issue being with their non the US and the second issue being they're Russian. And, uh, you know, uh, enough said. Enough said. But, they're considered one of the best ballet companies in the world. And I have to admit, like watching clips, they're fucking wild. It's insane. But I would like to see another, like I would like to see some other of the like top ballet companies in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So Broadway play and ballet is what we're doing. Oh my God. Can our next sister trip? What if we did that? That'd be amazing. And we could get all dressed up like fancy gals. Yes. Do you remember that time we went to JCPenney with your oldest when she was like a really little baby and you could totally tell the guy thought we were a couple, but he was so polite to us, which was like, I mean, it was gross because like we're sisters. So that part was awkward. But I mean, I knew I was gay at the time. So it was like really reaffirming to be like, oh, this guy in this small town is being so polite to us. Yes, I will never forget that. But you're right. It was like, oh, but he's being really nice in our small Midwestern town, which is strange. So strange. So, yeah. But anyways, we could just revive that vibe and go on a sister wife's date. Like, does it have to be romantic or could we just get dressed up? I'm confused as to where the romance part is coming in. Me too. Me too. Like, we could just get dressed up as sisters. I suppose we could. Yeah. We don't have to walk in holding hands like the shining twins, for God's sake. Yeah, I guess we could do it without incest. You're right. My bad. (laughs) Incest does not have to always be part of it. Why do I have to keep telling you that? I just keep trying to make it happen. (laughs) Quit trying to make incest happen. Oh, I knew this. this was oh be my a god! Episode. What if this is the episode Dad listens to? He can't. <laughs> I mean, compared to some of the others, I I don't know. I keep thinking like maybe this one Dad could listen to, and then I'll I'll think about something, and I'm like, no, he can't listen no. to that one. Okay, sorry. This was such a long tangent. We went all over. Welcome back to Mean Girls. Uh, that leads me into the fact that. I didn't realize this when I first watched the trailer for the upcoming movie in January. It's actually a musical as well. Oh. So they had the um, like the first trailer drop last week or mm-hmm. something, I think. And now they've had a few more things come up. And then if you look really closely in the logo, there is like a little music note, which I didn't notice before. But I guess the actress who's playing Regina in this is also the one that played her on Broadway. That is kind of cool. I mean, at least like, at least, you know, I mean, in her case, but I would imagine it, it carries on that. Like it's going to be people who can actually sing. Yes. So I suppose, well, for a lot of reasons, the original cast couldn't revive their roles. One, they're older, but I would have liked to see them have a part in the movie, kind of honestly, kind of like in the commercials we've been seeing for Black Friday. Like I would actually love to see that movie. Yeah, I see. I think it would have been really funny if they I mean, they're not they're like not really old enough probably to play any of the parent roles. But I do think it would have been funny if they took over those roles and then they wouldn't have had to sing. Probably. Very true. Yeah. You don't need to sing. Parents don't sing. They can't do things. (laughs) 
<laughs> We're stupid idiots. It's true. Yeah. Ask Totes. my kids. <laughs> uh, here's your first trip. Twivia question. Twivia Here's your question. first trivia question. Is butter a carb? Yes, butter is a carb. You're incorrect. What? Butter is almost 100% fat and the rest is water. Oh my God. Is wow. butter a carb? Fuck. So it's not a stupid question, apparently. No, it's just I'm or am I stupid? Is it easy? Is everybody like, of course, butter's not a carb. So what I'm hearing is you can go on a diet and just eat sticks of butter. Yes. Well, isn't that essentially what um, keto is? I don't I can't keep those track of those things. I don't do diets. Well, because David did keto for a while um, to help with his like leg situation. And it's literally like high fat. So it's like butter, like milk, that sort of thing, proteins, huh. and no carbs. It's a no carb diet. So oh, I don't like that. And butter. I, oh, I know it was hard. Yeah. <laughs> it was like no, no thank you terrible. anymore. <laughs> I mean, I recently ate cookies out of the trash. Like I'm not doing diets. What? Why? Out of the trash? Well, I was eating them, and it was like the work trash. So we don't have anything gross in there. It's just like office supplies. But I, I had a package of cookies. They weren't that great, so I threw them away. But then, like, you had regrets. Fifteen, twenty minutes, yeah. And so I like picked the package out, and I got my cookie, <laughs> and then I ate it, and then I threw it away, and then I did that. I did that four more times until I just finished the bag of cookies, and then I put Sid. <laughs> I feel like after the second time, you just stopped throwing them away for a while. That's what Kelsey... Actually, Kelsey had a lot of other notes, too. I I bet she did. Uh, She and I can compare notes later. Yeah, I get food poisoning a lot. Weird. Could it be (laughs) the 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 out-of-the-trash-eating mayhaps? It could be. It could also be that once I ate salsa... I thought like salsa would be good forever if it was in the fridge, but it was like fresh salsa. And apparently it only like lasts oh. for two weeks max. And this was like three months old. I, okay. I can't talk about this anymore. Seriously. You're going to make me sick. <laughs> it That's still smelled no. fine. Anyways. Question number two. <laughs> <laughs> so Rachel McAdams wore a wig in this movie so she wouldn't have to bleach her hair. Can you guess how much her wig cost? Mm. Ballpark. $7,000. More. $10,000. $10,000. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. And I only realized recently that that was a wig. Yeah, I can kind of like, I can sort of see it now, but yeah, I guess yeah. that's a $10,000 wig. Damn. That's a $10,000. Ta- $10,000 wig for you. So much editing in my future. Okay. Last trivia question. Lacey Chabert is now a Hallmark darling. How many Hallmark movies has she starred in so far? 23. Close. Uh, up a little bit. Keep going. 26. 28. 32. 30. Tw- 20. 30. 30. No, I did. that oh, was okay. a thumbs up. Oh, okay. Calm down. i do look cute okay 30 wow good for her good for her i think she's adorable and i love that she's completely like embraced the hallmark thing she's like the hallmark movie queen oh my god did you ever did you end up watching the Lindsay lohan hallmark movie 
Was it Hallmark or was it the Netflix one that was like a Hallmark movie? Oh, yeah, it might have been. Either way. The one where she falls off the mountain. Yes. That is my new, like, that is because, you know, Christmas is depressing now. That is like my new Christmas tradition, (laughs) I think, or like my new holiday tradition is watching that. Yes, because mom and I watched it. And do you remember the point where the the dude the single dude obviously who Uh is married to work and his wife died do you remember when he just pulls out his desk drawer and there's that angel in there that was like his wife's yes so mom bought a big ass ugly angel like that tree topper (laughs) and we we take turns hiding at places for the other to find (laughs) (laughs) i wish we all lived with around each other because this sounds whimsical it's the best i love it because when i was um dog sitting for her a couple months ago i like hid it in one of her kitchen drawers and she didn't find it for like a couple weeks and i'll just get a random text from her like oh my gosh <laughs> and then she put it in the front the passenger seat of my car the other day like it yeah that's it's so been creepy a lot of fun. i love it i know it's been our our new tradition <laughs> <laughs> Look, whatever makes this holiday season less sad, I'm here for it. Thank you, creepy angels. As always, as Jesus intended. Should we break it down a little bit for people who haven't seen it? Because there might be some weird people, some weird lost souls. (laughs) Who need us to tell them a little bit more about Mean Girls. Yeah. So our main gals... We already said earlier, but they are uh, Rachel McAdams as Regina George. She's Queen Bee. We've got Katie slash Caddy Heron, <laughs> who is the new girl, and she's been homeschooled forever. And now this is her first time in public high school. We've got Amanda Seyfried as Karen, and she's kind of like the designated dumb one, like the super yeah. dumb one. And uh, Lacey Chabert as Gretchen Wieners. <laughs> Gretchen Wieners. Heir to the toaster strudel. <laughs> Fortune. It's just such a good name. It Gretchen is. Wieners. Gretchen Wieners. And they are, they're the plastic. So they're the mean girls. They run the school. And Katie makes friends with Damien, uh, who is, quote, too gay to function. And Janice, and they're both kind of like, I guess they're part of like the art freaks section of the school. They're definitely not popular. Yes. So they like take her under their wing. But Regina also takes an interest in Katie because she's like really pretty. (laughs) And she loves her bracelet. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. Where did you get it? So she and the other plastics invite Katie to sit with them at their lunch table for the rest of the week. But they have all these rules for hanging out with them, essentially. So you have to wear pink on Wednesdays. I think you can only wear sweatpants like one day a week or on Fridays. You can only wear your hair in a ponytail one day a week. Just, you know, hot girl shit like that. Mm -hmm. So then Janice decides that since they like Katie, that they should try to ruin Regina George's life because she has a real beef with her because Regina started a rumor about her in like middle school, I think. Yeah, they used to be friends. Yeah. And then Regina got popular and started a rumor about Janice. Right. So they decide to try and sabotage Regina 
Uh, especially since I think this happened before too. So Katie ends up getting a crush on Regina's ex-boyfriend, Aaron Samuels. And Regina says that she's going to talk to him for Katie because she's such a good friend, but she ends up just sticking her tongue down his throat. So Katie's mad. And then she goes along with Janice's revenge plan, but it doesn't work out so well. They just end up making her face smell like foot cream and... What else do they do? They cut the holes in her shirt that just turns into a trend. There's uh, there's the food thing. That one, yeah. That one does that end one. up kind of working, though. So Katie's mom has these bars called calteen bars that she used to give to the kids in Africa to help them gain weight. So they start giving those to Regina and telling her that they're weight loss bars. Because she wants to lose three pounds. I really want to lose three pounds. Where do I go from here? Essentially, Katie ends up becoming more and more plastic and just starts kind of like dissing Damien and Janice. She has a party at her house without them because she is trying to win Aaron over since he mm-hmm. broke up with Regina because they she blurted out to him that she was cheating on him. Katie slash Caddy is supposed to be like a double agent, but ends up becoming plastic because the attention feels nice and uh, she becomes a mean girl. And then this also causes, because then uh, the burn book, we got to talk about the burn book. Yes. How have I not mentioned the burn book yet? So before she's transformed into a plastic, is it okay if I? Yes, do it. Okay. Before she transforms into a plastic, uh, she's telling uh, Damien and Janice about the burn book. And it has just like really genuinely nasty things about like everybody in school and even even like faculty and teachers. And it's just rumors or maybe things that are true, but like it's none of your business, et cetera, et cetera. And to fit in, Katie makes some comments, some shitty comments that get added to the book and one of them is about the teacher is it miss miss newberry miss norberry norberry played by tifa uh and how like just making comment about her being like a drug pusher and as regina starts realizing that like katie is trying to usurp her she ends up printing she writes like some really nasty stuff about herself which is it's brilliant. And Genius. then she leaks the burn book and it causes people understandably to go crazy because they're like, how did you know the secret? Or like, I can't, is this what you think of me? Blah, blah, blah. And then the faculty tries to intervene with like, girls, you have to stop treating each other like this. And um, it, it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't work. And uh, essentially... Katie ends up taking the fall for the burn book because they have to investigate Miss Norbury because the allegations against the coach and the underage girls are true. So in order for that to go away, she takes responsibility, even though it obviously wasn't just her who wrote those mm-hmm. comments. Uh, the burn book is real cute too, by the way, like the cover. It's, it's, it's lovely. a real cute yeah, book. It's great. Yeah. It's like the l- lovely, cool, hot girl, but now like we see it as really tacky 2000s vibe, and I love it. Yes. Yeah, it's like fur-covered. Pink, hot pink fur. Hot pink fur. It's got letters cut up almost like a ransom note. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. I think it's bedazzled. I think there's some bedazzling. Mm-hmm. And there's a... Kissy. Lipstick print. Yeah. No, it's great. It's it's great. Well mm-hmm. done. Set Great aesthetic. Department. Yes props apartment and after that after she kind of decides she's not going to be an asshole anymore she and the mathletes oh that's right she and the mathletes compete at i don't know what competition this is mathlete or something no some nerd (laughs) shit 
they win and she goes to the spring fling and ends up winning the spring fling queen and breaks a very tiny crown into about a thousand large pieces mm-hmm. and throws them out to all the girls in the audience and Damien and Damien, of course. Mm-hmm. And pretty much that's it. The plastic sort of break up. Regina gets into contact sports because she has a lot of rage. Yeah. Seems like it's good for her. Uh, yeah. And that's pretty much the end. I had forgotten how many bus references there are in this movie. At the very beginning, Katie almost gets hit by one when she goes to cross the street to school. So there was that one. Yeah, Yeah, Mm -hmm. I had forgotten about that until I saw it again. And then um, she says that her crush on Aaron hit her like a, quote, big yellow school bus. And then at the end, obviously after Regina gets hit by a bus, (laughs) uh, the junior plastics almost get hit by another school bus. So how is the school district vetting their drivers? I mean, how are they vetting their coaches? Okay. You know what? That is a better question. You're right. Yeah. They've got bigger problems than school bus drivers. They're just like driving with their hands over their eyes. (laughs) Just speed bump. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Fair enough. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, I have highlighted stuff in here. And you may not know this, but when I've highlighted stuff, it means you should go back and research what you meant here. Mm, I love that for you. All I have is Tim Meadows actually had a broken hand. <laughs> so there's that. I'm sorry, Tim. <laughs> Remember, though, he had the um, the like the wrist brace in the movie. And I was going to look further into it, but I saw somewhere that like he had actually broken his hand. And so they had to incorporate it into the movie. Oh, OK. So anyway, that wasn't really that interesting. No, that's OK. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is it? Well. <laughs> I think probably one of my all-time favorite moments, and I'm going to say this about 45 times, Mm -hmm. is when they cut the holes in Regina's shirt and she just rocks it and starts a new trend because that is absolutely what would happen in real life. Oh, yeah. No, I love I love that. I also one of my favorite things is where they're it's kind of, you know, the documentary mockumentary style and they're it's like interviewing people and the one girl is that she like she, one time she punched me in the face it was awesome yes yeah and then i love how too like sometimes it'll include adults in it like it's like sc- school kids <laughs> and then it's like some adults and it's just it's so accurate because i know like i remember those mean girls from high school where like even the teachers wanted to like be on their good side or not even yes. just mean girls like sometimes it was guys too where they like right. just wanted to be cool and be accepted by 16 year olds and it is cringy mm-hmm. it's real sad oh oh here's a fun fact so glenn coco you go glenn coco is a real person yeah you knew that i'm Why sorry i this episode no, I just know it because of reading oh, Key Face book. Yeah. Shit. I didn't know you read that. Anyway, well, for I mean, the I read listeners, it like 10 years ago. Okay. So you have a great memory too. Good. Oh. Um, <laughs> listeners, not Cassidy, Justin, and Mom and Beth. I don't like when you use my full name. Is it because I'm in trouble? You going to interrupt me again? Okay. <laughs> just kidding. You are in trouble. That's why I used your full name. It makes me nervous. Good. Glenn Coco is a real person. He's a man. The Tina's phase brother's brother knows. 
He's a film editor in Los Angeles. We're not going to talk about it anymore. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Do you have any more you want to say? No, I don't. Well, thank you. That's a very, I didn't know that. That's a good fact. Stop oh. condescending me. Now I'm going to throw shade at mom real quick, kind of. Cool. So Damien sings Christina Aguilar's beautiful song for the talent show. <laughs> and I just wanted to point out that mom always cries when this song comes on. Oh, yeah. Like we'd be driving <laughs> in the car and she'd cry and it'd be like mascara running. I know. She loves that song. It always made me so uncomfortable. Like I would just want to roll out of the car. <laughs> I just don't like people crying. It's, it's uncomfortable. You really don't. Yeah. You get like angry at it. Yeah, because it grosses me out. I don't know why. Yeah, you should probably talk about that with someone. <laughs> <laughs> like a professional. <laughs> like a profesh. Mayhaps. I'll get around to that. Gretchen and the way she says hoop earrings is also one of my absolute favorite oh, things. Oh, yeah. She does say it like that. I love that, too. It's the best. I have another highlighted note about why Rachel McAdams, why isn't she in any of the Mean Girls commercials is my question that I meant to look into. So let's just speculate. Didn't she do a lot after that? I mean, yeah, she's but they've all had pretty significant careers yeah well maybe she's just not i don't know maybe she's over it it just makes me sad is all yeah no i noticed that too it could also be scheduling maybe sure 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 okay so another one of my favorite scenes is when janice katie's friend catches katie having the party at her house and they have a whole argument with janice just hanging out of damien's sunroof because he can't start the car because he has a curfew <laughs> That is one of my favorite scenes. What I love about it is it's funny, but also like a little, there's like some emotion at the end. There is. Yeah, no, they're having like a full on fight, but like the <laughs> the image of it, um, the car the is going slow. so slowly and they're just, she's walking alongside the car yeah, trying to and yell at he's her. like screaming about his curfew. Yes. Super stressed. Yeah, no, it feels very much like a fight I would have had with my, fr like it feels very... Where like it's so over dramatic and over the top, and you can't in that moment see how like comedic it looks. Yeah, exactly. Right, because there is like real emotion in this fight, and then Janice throws her—I don't know if it was a painting or painting. her artwork—at Katie slash Caddy, which they really downplay. Like, who did the art in that? Like, her art was beautiful. Right? She also it's drew that so map for Katie at the very beginning. And she just like drew it as they were talking and it was like fully shaded and had tons of detail. I'm like, why are we downplaying this? Right? Where's the where's the movie just about her and her art career? Yes. Janice. Janice forever. Uh, and that scene does end with Damon's infamous Damon's Damien's infamous line of, I want my pink shirt back. <laughs> God, it's so good. Another note I have here is that I find it really weird that Regina's boyfriend, not Aaron Samuels, but um, what was his name? Sean. What's his last name? I don't even remember him, but. He, yeah. I mean, he's kind of not a main character, but he calls her hun a lot. Yeah. And I thought that was weird for like a 16, 17 year old boy. It was like weirdly sweet and it made it sound like he was 60. 
It was very confusing. Yeah, like they'd been dating forever. I don't know. It was really weird. He calls her that a couple times. He also seemed like kind of a nice guy. Yeah, there really wasn't anything wrong with him. Uh, So you brought up earlier about how it was brilliant that Regina wrote something nasty about herself in the burn book and turned it in, which I, that part like kind of blew my mind the first time I saw it because you think she's writing it about somebody else because she's mad. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will also never not laugh at she is a fugly slut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every time. Some of the insults, because it's so, they're they're so sexist. Like a lot of the insults are so, so yes. sexist and just like so awful. But the funniness is just how accurate they are and also like how like I can't imagine now as a 30 year old woman I mean one because I'm I'm you know not sexist but I can't imagine <laughs> calling somebody like a fugly slut or a fugly skank like and being really like I can't, how do you do that and and be serious how do you say fugly right. and be serious yes how do you keep a straight face I know and I remember though we would not in a serious way but I do remember saying fugly all the time oh yeah Did your friends, did you and your friends do this? Like my friends and I called each other sluts all the time. Well, most of my friends were boys at the time. So no, but my friends and I do now. I have a friend and um, they will, when we work together, would jokingly like call me a dumb slut. But like in a loving way and they'd be like, like I do something kind of silly and they'd be like, you dumb slut. And like, I would call them a slut. Like I, it's funny. I use it a lot now. Mm-hmm. And almost like in a non-gendered way, just because I think slut is such a, it's such a made up idea. I don't know how to phrase it. Obviously, it's like all words are made up, but like it's such an, it's fake. Like, I don't yeah. believe, I don't believe in sluts. I don't believe, like, I jokingly am like, oh, I was totally a slut in my 20s. And I was, like, <laughs> I was wild. But like, I don't actually believe in the shitty, like... Am I making sense at all? Because I, I feel you, like no, not. you are. I just don't. I don't have a better way to say it. But I, I understand what you mean. It's such an outdated term that at this point it is just kind of like it can mean anything that you want it yeah. to mean. Yeah, exactly. It, it describes something that it doesn't and shouldn't exist of like shaming women because it is only women and girls for acting on their sexuality in a way that others do not agree with. Yes, exactly. And I'm like, that's such a dumb concept that I feel like it's not quite a slur, but I feel like it's one of those things of just kind of reclaiming it. Sort of like like some of my friends and I will like jokingly call each other bitches or things yeah. like that. I, just kind, kind of in the same way. Yeah. No, I call my friends and myself like a-holes all the time. Mm-hmm. I feel like in high school, though, when my friends and I were calling each other sluts, it was like a passive aggressive sort of like, oh, we're joking, but like we're really not. Which is like so mean girls. Next, we're going to go more into the fight scene. So again, after Regina writes that she's a fugly slut and turns the burn book into Principal Duvall, uh, she just tosses a bunch of pages from the burn book all over the school. She puts them up on lockers. It's This is an iconic scene. Genuinely, like her acting and how it's shot is so good because she's so she almost seems bored you are exactly right her I was like very carefully watching like her facial expressions throughout this movie and that is a big part of her character is she's just like she's just over everyone and she plays it so well 
I think what I love so much about, I mean, her delivery of Regina George, but also just like how this movie handles mean girls and bowling and high school is that there is like the way bowling is portrayed in in like Disney channel things or even sometimes like how adults who have lost touch with <laughs> themselves, I guess. I don't know, kind of think that like bowling is. And then mm-hmm. this film is just like it's warfare. And I saw this TikTok. I wish I could think of, I'll have to send it to you. I wish I could think of the, the person who did it, but it was saying like it was like how mean girls are portrayed in pop culture or whatever and and she's pretending to she's like i'm throwing a party and losers aren't invited and then it's like how mean girls actually are and you know she kind of pretends to be like oh i really like your shirt and then as the mean girl she's like okay um sure yeah and just like it's so you have to watch it i can't i can't deliver it like it's okay. a, you have to have the visual of it but it's so it's it's much more subtle it's kind of like what you were talking about in the Sabrina episode. Yeah. Libby is very much that type of like pop culture bully where she's always like walking by and just directly calling Sabrina a freak and just being like a jerk to her publicly and often. And a lot of the times it's not like that. Like you said, it's a lot more subtle. It's more sneaky and it's a lot meaner. Oh my God. Yeah. I think my favorite part of this scene is as the kids all come out of their classrooms when the bell rings and they start picking up the flyers and things start getting out of hand, Regina is just standing at the top of the stairs with her baby purse and her flare jeans, just watching everything unfold. And it's glorious. Like, uh, with, I and love with the, like, the crossed arms, just like, yes. just watch, she's watching and admiring her work. Yes, that look on her face and like her stance is everything. So obviously the girls go wild. They're Mm -hmm. like hanging off of doors. They're tackling each other in the hallways. Uh, And I have to say that Principal Duvall in an undershirt holding a bat did make me feel some type of way. (laughs) And I I don't know what that means. think it means you're a slut. <laughs> I'm a slut for Principal Duval. It's okay. We stand sluts here. We're all <laughs> sluts here. We're all I'm, sluts together. I'm in... God, this is the nerdiest thing. I'm in a Discord <laughs> for a video game. And the mods had to recently post something asking people if they could flirt a little less in the main chat. They're like, could you just like... I, <laughs> Pretty much they were like, could you be less thirsty, guys? <laughs> like other people are here and it's like really awkward for everybody else. Ew. So funny. It's it was so funny. Oh. I've just been hanging in like the book chat of it. Uh-huh. Just chatting about books with people. I was like, damn, I have been missing some hot, hot goss in main chat, apparently. Apparently. We've got an iconic line here. So after they gather all of the girls into the gym and get them to stop fighting, uh, this is where Tina Fairey's character asks, how many of you have ever felt personally victimized by Regina George? And this is where the principal also raises his hand. And the rest of the staff. No, my favorite bit is that like yeah. it's, it shows like part of it is I wouldn't say emotionally charged, but part of it is like, oh, shit. Like when you see all of the students raise their hands, it's funny, but it's also kind of sad. And like you yeah. can sort of you can kind of see like Caddy 
react, <laughs> you, you know, you see all the mean girls sort of reacting to it and being like standoffish. But also, I don't know, I feel like there's a little shame. And then it's yes. so funny when it pans and you slowly see the... <laughs> the principal and like this I think secretary just like the rest of the staff like raising raising their hand yes well and there's another moment too where Mrs. Norbury also asks the girls like how many of you have ever been called a slut and one of the female teachers also raises her hand (laughs) it's so good Tina Faye's just her sense of her sense of comedy. I mean, it's so dumb. I mean, like, obviously, she's hilarious. I, I don't even know how to say it. But there, there's just so many like little subtle things mm-hmm. in Mean Girls like that that are so, so fucking funny. Yes, they make the movie what it is. Like, it's so yeah, it's smart. Like, and it's like she gets it. Yes. I remember the first time I saw it. And it might have been because I thought I think it might have been right before sixth grade. Okay. That would have I been just, early though, wouldn't it? I mean, that would have been like it, elementary I guess it depends school. on, well, I was going to say like, I guess it depends on when in 2004 it came out because it could have been tail end of fifth grade for me or in between. Because I just remember that like I saw it at a friend's house. It was funny. The first time I saw it, I didn't really, like I didn't, I was young enough where I didn't watch movies like that. You know, uh-huh. I was still watching like Disney and fantasy and, and things like that. And, and so I remember my friend and I kind of being confused also because we hadn't really experienced Mean Girls, not the movie, but like the <laughs> like I had experienced. I mean, I've been I've been bullied a lot and I had experienced bullying, particularly from girls in elementary school and stuff. But I didn't mm-hmm. really equate it to the girl on girl hate yet. Right. I didn't really know what it was or what was going on. I can understand that. And so then it wasn't until I saw it probably in middle school after time where it was, yeah, it clicked. I feel like even being older, like I had to watch it a few times to really like appreciate all the nuances and like all the comedy in it. Oh, yeah. No, I it definitely got funnier as I got older. Like the more times yes. I watched it in high school and we would watch it. It was our like we would go to the like Mike's video rental and sometimes Blockbuster. And if you and I couldn't think of something to watch or find something to watch, we would rent Mean Girls. And I remember you and I once rented it. It was something like three times in a month. And then we were like, why don't we just buy it? Right. <laughs> why are and then we, we finally bought it. <laughs> I still have the DVD in my house. See, I have the DVD too, so I must have bought it again. Yeah. Yeah, because I took ours from mom and dad's house. Okay. Yep. I think I bought it again because it's like, why would I not own this in my life? Yeah. I'm going to let you say this next line. Now we're talking about Janice's (sighs) moment when she outs Katie to all the girls because they're all supposed to say something that they're sorry for. And Katie chickens out when it's her turn. So Janice goes up to the podium and she just completely lays out how they've been messing with Regina. And the reason she says they did it is because... Guess I just have a big lesbian crush on you. Suck on that. (laughs) It's my favorite. Ah, it's so good. I think what's really impressive too is that how Tina Fey wrote that whole plot line is that 
it's not homophobic. I mean, it's homophobic on like Regina's side and everything, but it's it doesn't. I never feel like it's that like Janice is homophobic. I feel like if she were actually a lesbian, she'd be like, fuck yeah, I am. It's more just that like because it ostracized her is what she's more pissed about. And also the idea because I I had that happen. There was a girl I was really close to in high school and I was so excited because like one of the things that was really difficult for me in high school is that being out and one of really like two maybe two to four kids in a school of like 800 and something but like people knew it was me and my friend were like the gay kids and it was Mm -hmm. not easy and so I also like I never really got to experience female friendships because like I had to be careful a lot of my female friends weren't okay with it but we were still friends and I was like I don't want to make them uncomfortable and whatnot so I finally was friends with this girl and I got to experience female friendship like straight girls are really touchy with each other and like huggy and like I love Mm -hmm. you and it was super super sweet and she was very very open and I remember it was it was Facebook time so she was messaging me because she was like questioning her sexuality and and I was like I I think you're probably straight but you know you're just like you have a lot of not a lot because there's not a lot of us but I'm like I think I think you're probably straight but because there aren't a lot of people who are open like you that like maybe whatever I, I felt like she was probably straight it feels weird. It feels like hypocritical to be a gay person and be like, I think you're just confused. But I genuinely like kind of thought she maybe was, or it was also like, I didn't want to try and influence her one way or the other. So I was just like, if you need to talk about it, you can talk with me. I was very much like, I wouldn't tell anyone. And, you know, I kind of asked one of the things that helped me when I was figuring out if I was lesbian or fails bisexual was like when I picture my future who do I see myself ending up with and I could never see myself ending up with a guy and I asked her Mm -hmm. that she's like well I can't see myself ending up with a girl except you and oh interesting I feel like it was something where I I could have taken advantage of that moment I'm not like props for me for not being shitty but I'm pointing out that like my response was very much like that could mean something or it could just be that like because you're questioning it right now and we're really close like I I tried to be very unbiased Mm -hmm. and just helpful And then later she got really clingy and I kind of needed space. And then I felt bad and tried to kind of, you know, I apologize. I was like, hey, I'm sorry. I was being standoffish, whatever, whatever. And she's being really weird. And then I found out that she went and told a bunch of people that we weren't friends anymore because like I had a thing for her and I made her really uncomfortable. Wow. That's fucking shitty. Yeah. And like, why? Why turn it around? Like... I think it might have been. I think her feelings were hurt. I think that Mm. she had a crush on me and was afraid I would say something. So I think it was like... So she was like, I'll do it first. I'll do it first. So that she can spin the narrative. What's funny, I never ever told anybody this until she did that to me. And then I like told some of her friends and I was like, it's... You're gonna have to bleep her name. But I was like, it's said blah, blah, blah. I wouldn't have told anybody if she hadn't done that. But I still didn't like pass it around. I just told my two best friends. Ugh. See, girls are mean. Yeah. But that's why it took me a really long time to feel genuinely safe around straight women. Yeah, I can see that. One of the many reasons, actually. Even you. Like, it took me a long time to feel really comfortable and safe around you after coming out. Oh. Did I do anything wrong? No, it it was just that, like, so many people, especially in our hometown, a lot of my friends even were okay with it enough where we were still friends, but I could tell it made them uncomfortable. And that's such a shitty feeling. And it's like a really isolating feeling. And because you and I were close, but we're not close like we are now. 
it took me a long time with like you and mom and whatnot to even like talk about more personal things and relationship stuff without feeling incredibly uncomfortable. So it was already Mm -hmm. uncomfortable. And then it made it really difficult for me to gauge like if you guys were uncomfortable or not, or if it was just me being uncomfortable because I don't talk about personal things. Yeah. It just added like an extra layer to all that. Okay. Okay. I can see where you're coming from there. I will say real quick, if I may, you may, my favorite coming out story was when I told you should probably bleep his name, but when I told and we were driving around and he was actually really upset because he found out he had asked like if I was going to tell people at school and stuff. And I felt so bad because I was like, I've been out for like a year and he was so hurt because he like didn't understand why I didn't tell him. And I told like a bunch of people first and he kind of processed that. And then we're like driving and he's kind of quiet and he's like, I get it. Cause like, I don't want to date boys either. And that was like how, how he figured out. He's like, yeah, that makes sense. Cause I wouldn't want to date boys either. And then he was like, they just smell weird. And it was just like the sweetest. He's just, so cute. Uh, That's like the delight. best response. Like, yeah. Okay. I get why you don't want to date boys. I don't, I don't want to date men either. Yeah. I feel like it's the best response for like a woman coming out to a straight man of just like, no, that's fair. I don't want to date men either yeah right we're terrible (laughs) (laughs) like we're just gross and weird not into it not into it you know it was a very sweet response that is i love that we kind of already touched on the whole it's i feel like this is something that everybody who's watched this movie talks about is how many pieces katie breaks the crown into (laughs) yes but this is what i'm going to say for that though is that to me it sort of fits like even though it was corny I don't hate that part because it makes me laugh. Like, I feel like it's very purposeful almost. Like, it's like every high school movie has some really weird, like, wait, what's going on here? Like, that doesn't quite work. And so I thought the fact that she broke that crown into, like, huge pieces and just kept doing it, like, that's one of my favorite parts now. It's so fun. And I also love how the principal is just, like, that's not how this is. He's trying to get her off stage. Yeah. And he's just like, can you not like you've already had so much attention this year. Can you just like accept your crown and leave? This isn't an (laughs) inauguration. Like, yes, go. Exactly. Yeah. He's just trying to get her to stop talking the whole time. But I, I really do love that part. It's so funny. I genuinely am like, if I listed my top three favorite films, Mean Girls is absolutely one of the three. Actually. Okay. Top five favorite films. Okay, go. The Lord of the Rings trilogy, Mean Girls, Frozen. Really? Yep. Oh, I was not expecting that. Saw it three times the week it came out. Cried. I do remember going to Frozen with you and mom right after my baby shower. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was it for your oldest or the littlest? My oldest, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, because it is that old now. That's banana bread. It, it is that old. I thought you meant my child. Like, <laughs> it, is. it is that old. <laughs> My niece, it is that old now. Uh, Brutal. (laughs) Brutal. I would have to say, is me, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and put Mean Girls at number one. Barbie. Oh, shit. Yeah. I know you forgot about Barb's. I don't know what my other one would be. Juno was like one of my top favorite movies for a really long time. Yeah. And that one's still pretty far up there. So I'm going to go with those three for the purposes of this exercise. I think that after Lord of the Rings, we didn't need any more movies. Like, they perfected it. (gasps) Oh, we're done. Beauty and the Beast. Live action or Oge? 
Oh, Beauty and Beast is. I know there are problematic but so parts, but no. It, I mean, look. Look. All you have to you acknowledge that it's problematic, and you said fuck you. Like I yeah. acknowledge that <laughs> shaving gives into the patriarchy, blah blah blah. But I'm like, you know what? I know that, and I don't fucking care. I'm still going to shave because it makes me feel pretty, and it's <laughs> itchy when I don't. We can say fuck the patriarchy and shave. Yeah, we can shave fuck the patriarchy into our legs. What are we even talking about? I don't know. I don't know either. Here's my my question to you, though. Okay. Uh, we're still at the spring fling. Why does the winner get two gift certificates to the Walker Brothers Pancake House? I mean, I was thinking it's like for them and their date. But like, why wouldn't you just give them one? Because if I it's don't... for them and their date, you're assuming that they're going together. Yeah. Yeah. But love is fickle. So. So then, yeah. Okay. So okay. T- fine. I don't know. I don't know. Well, that's the, it was a ask question T-Fay. I had. It never occurred to me before. I will ask her. Can God, I get her really number, please? Waffles. Yeah, I'll text it to you. Thank you. My last note in this portion is just this: the soundtrack is phenomenal. Oh, I have some of the songs uh, on my wedding playlist, like Overdrive. Yes, and yeah. I've had them all stuck in my head since I watched it, and I'm not mad about it. No so excellent dancing with myself just yes top tier top tier yes she's not dead she's gonna live she's not dead she's gonna live i see he's just over back in his head (laughs) (laughs) man remember that you used to be in choir and now look at you used to be still in choir in my heart i think you and mom should join a grown-up choir So I can no. make fun of you guys. Just no. Can you imagine? No, we wouldn't ever go. <laughs> no, you would not. I feel Never. like it's something you guys would join and talk about. You'd go one time and then you would talk about being in the choir, but never go. And on choir <laughs> oh nights, you would just hang out at mom's and drink gin and tonics. Yeah. But I or want Brendan. that for you. Thank you. Brenny. Bren Bren. Well, she, Beth and I uh, have started a book club. Guess how many books we've read? Ooh, None. Is it none? That's it's a excellent. Big old none. But you know how many books we've talked about reading? Oh my god. All of Goodreads. All the books. All of them. All of them. So our We should do a book club. You can join our book club. It's going great. <laughs> we have a lot of fun. My best friend, um, who we see we call each other slut cows. It's a it's a long inside joke. It's it's an inside joke. But uh I we also call each other our pl- platonic wives. And so Bo Bear and I, I had this idea because we both like to read and I thought you're still processing slut cow, I understand. <laughs> because I'm just thinking of mama. <laughs> <laughs> How many we start need to start a to- tally of like how many episodes you cry in? <laughs> mama Moo Cow. Okay. <laughs> oh, Mama Moo Cow. Moo. So, so because Bo and I both love to read and but we read we read different genres and whatnot, but we like to talk about our books and we get super into them and she was showing me like her cute bookshelf of books and I was talking about how I was going to set mine up and I was like, you know, it'd be adorable is if like books we really love if we sent the other person a copy with like notes in them. Hmm. 
And so did you ever do that? Well, we both have (laughs) two books for each other. I've written in one of them. Bo's written one of them. We haven't sent them to each other yet. And it's been like four or five months. Then eventually we were just like, let's just send each other the books, even if we haven't gone through and like written in them. Because the issue is when you're first reading them, that would be the time to write in them. But I, mm-hmm. we both are kind of weird and are like, well, I want to keep like, if I really like the book, I want to keep the first copy. Like I want to keep the one I read. So then you really end up having to go back through and write notes. And that's just exhausting. So like I have a bunch of... And it becomes more like homework. Exactly. So I have a bunch of like pictures of pages in like two books where I'm like, uh, I need to remember to add a note here and here. And I have like 50 pictures and I'm just like, no, we'll have to just do something else or get over having the first copy. Or ha- read the first copy, but have a second copy on hand and write in it. But then I guess I don't. You don't know if you want to sign. Whatever. This is not the time. My bad. <laughs> you guys need to figure this out on your own time. You're right. I'm sorry. Are my eyebrows uneven? No, they're not, Mama Muka. <laughs> Hi, Dad. <laughs> Okay. Okay. We're composed. We're back. Better than ever. Transitioning into the conclusion. So there are, I would say a couple things that maybe don't hold up, but I kind of want to get your opinions on those. So Regina actually uses the, I don't know if I should say the word. So I'll say the R word uh, three times in the movie. However, her character is also an asshole. So Although it's not okay, obviously, I feel like for her character and also for that time, it made sense. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think that having shitty characters say shitty things is not like an endorsement of it. Mm -hmm. I think it kind of depends on how it's delivered. Like if it's delivered in a way where it's like her using the R word isn't showing that she's shitty then it doesn't stand up. But from what I remember, sure. it's like another example of like, oh, God, fucking Regina. Yeah, that's how I felt about it, too, is that it sort of made people uncomfortable. Yeah. So I wouldn't say that was necessarily a not hold up. It's just like a, it did catch me off guard because it's not a word that you hear anymore you- for good reason. Yeah, every now and then sometimes hear it just because gaming communities and it is always that like, oh, God, really? Right. Like you can't think of anything else. Anyway, there was that. Um, (laughs) A potentially problematic line, although it is one of my favorites. (laughs) You smell like a baby prostitute. (laughs) And I feel like you smell like a baby sex worker just doesn't have the same (laughs) ring to it. Like, I'm sorry. It sounds so much sadder, too. It's just it doesn't and the way she delivers it too is amazing. Yeah. So for those who don't know, Janice says this to Katie after she's becoming more and more plastic uh, and they're talking and she smells her perfume and she, Katie's like, oh, Regina gave it to me. And she says, you smell like a baby prostitute and then sprays a bunch of aerosol spray. <laughs> right at her. her. Yeah, it's not a, it's, a, I know prostitute has been thrown out in favor of sex worker and I'm in favor of it, but it works. God damn, it is such a funny line. It is such a funny line. I can't be mad at it. 
Uh, we could also obviously talk about the whole theme of dumbing yourself down to get a guy because Katie obviously starts failing math so that Aaron will help her, which is a bad idea. But again, I don't think it's the film is glorifying the behavior. It's just illustrating like that she's turning into a real asshole. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I think like there's a lot of stuff that obviously like it doesn't hold up. But that's the point is that like it's shitty behavior or it's just like God be better. Yeah. It all has a point. Yeah. I I do want to talk about, though, the store that Regina is originally getting her spring fling dress from. It's called one three five because they only sell sizes (laughs) one three and five. five like hashtag body shaming oh god but for 2004 it's i but i feel like once again that's another like intentional of course of course she would go to this kind of store yeah and um this part i kind of didn't remember and i don't really know if it's I don't know what way it's meant. So Katie calls Mrs. Norbury. um, She says she's so queer. Yeah, it's weird because normally I in 2004, I would think I I think it's just, yeah, I think she's using it as a slur. Okay, and that's kind of what I assumed. But that one sort of took me off guard. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't heard it in a while. And I was like, well, that's a really... That's an odd thing to say. But anyway, so there was that. And I was like, eh, maybe not the greatest. But again, it's when she's becoming an asshole. So she's saying asshole things. Truly, like I and I mean, maybe somebody can point it out. But I'm like, to me, Mean Girls holds up. Oh, I absolutely 100% think it holds up. There's nothing problematic that I can think of or see Mm -hmm. that isn't obviously intentionally problematic, but there's nothing where it's like, wow, they really were like tone deaf and missed the mark on this. No, I, I absolutely agree. It absolutely, it holds up as you were saying, it's funnier and funnier. Like every time I watch it, it gets funnier or I find something new to like about it or notice something else. That being said, did you finally watch the new movie trailer? Yes. Okay. What, tell me your thoughts. I am glad that Tina Fey's working on it, which gives me kind of some like faith in the project. Mm-hmm. I think it actually looks kind of good. Like, I think it could be funny. Like, it's not going to replace OG Mean Girls for me. And I also think, no. too, because like we are not growing up, we're not teenagers at this time. So the OG one is going to be much more realistic to what our experience was. Yes. But I can I can understand a bit more of why they would maybe update it. In some cases, okay, I don't think it needed to be because I think teens mm-hmm. are smart enough to be like, okay, even though, well, now they're dressing like that because the 2000s have come back. But like, even if it's like, okay, this <laughs> was like a trend 20 years ago or whatever, like, I feel like teens are smart enough to get that without it having to be updated to their exact lived experience. But mm-hmm. I can see how it would like... There, there is a lot of things that have changed. And I mean, when you think it can, like 20 years. I know it's wild because I don't think of it as a, you know, quote, old movie. But again, during the rewatch, I was like, okay, you don't see many cell phones at all in this movie. I think they're maybe used a couple times mm-hmm. and just to call, you know, it's not like there's FaceTiming. There's no social media use whatsoever. So it was really it was interesting to think about it in that perspective of like, oh, these are all going to be things that are going to be in the new movie. And you could see that even in the trailer. Mm-hmm. And so that's that'll be interesting. 
Like I said, I think that kids are smart enough where they don't need it updated for it to ring true. No. But I'm also like when you think about the fact that I'm like, it is this coming year, it's going to be 20 years old. I am not right. I'm not exactly shocked because that was the thing. Like when I was thinking about it, I felt like it was more like 10 years old. But then when I was like, oh, my God, it is 20 years old. But it's like I still feel like it came out just the other day. And I'm like, why are they making remaking it already? Well, it's it's been 20 years. It's been that's yeah, it's been 20 years. And when you think of once again, like how much has changed uh, Mm -hmm. just in the like high school experience and that is such a obnoxious sounding phrase but i don't know how to say it but yeah just like the the prevalence i mean we had social media in high school but once again this came out before like i was in high school and Mm -hmm. we it was really just like flip phones you didn't really text no in when i would like when the film came out so yeah i watched it and it the trailer was better than i thought it was going to be and i was like Mm -hmm. i think i'm going to enjoy this I think the original is going to be funnier to me and more relevant because it is what I more like probably what I experienced. But I am kind of looking forward to seeing the new one and seeing how it's updated. I'm definitely curious. I actually feel better about it now knowing it's a musical. I think because that adds a little bit more separation for me as well. Like, okay, it's going to be a bit different concept. Like they're not just taking this thing and like, you know, everybody's saying the same lines. It's just a different person because I kind of... On the one hand, I'm like, I get it because there are such iconic lines that I would be like, well, why did they leave that out? And then the art of yeah. other part of me almost hates it because I'm like, well, why did you remake it if it's just the same lines? Yeah, I'm so, hoping <laughs> I'm hoping that they that like some of the lines stay because they are so iconic and some of them really would fit. I think other things I could see just with how the times have changed, updating. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm curious. I'm definitely going to watch it. I'm curious. Yeah, I will watch it. I have mixed feelings for sure. Because uh, again, as we've clearly established, the original very much holds up. So that's really all I have to say. Well, this was a delight. Was it? <laughs> no, it really was. I had a lot of fun. It's funny, like I, I just putting my favorite films side by side and it's like <laughs> Mean Girls and Lord of the Rings top, top like four right there. What a range. And then an animated. <laughs> an animated Disney movie. Yeah. yeah. No, you got right. layers. Yeah. I like yeah. it. We learned so much about each other. Oh, I can't believe. I'm sorry. I can't believe we didn't mention this. Do you remember where our sweet five foot nothing mom screamed she doesn't even go here <gasps> at my high school graduation and then all of the parents yes! nearby glared at her and then she tried to be like no no you don't understand it's my child and then they got even more pissed <laughs> yes because they were uh, like wow what the wow fuck? it's so funny i love that i love that mom screamed that i do too you and i both love it and she still is upset at herself over that Ish. Yeah, what? she's like, I, just, I just shouldn't have done it. And I'm like, Mom, we loved it. Like, we weren't embarrassed by it. Who the hell cares that those parents glared? Like, they didn't know what was going on. Yeah, I was in school with their kids, and they probably all sucked. Probably because right. their parents sucked. So, yeah. Iconic. You're not a regular mom. You're a cool mom. She did it for <laughs> us. I thought, oh, my gosh, I was dying when she did it. I'm like, I can't believe you actually did it. But, yeah, she had, like, instant regret and still talks about it sometimes but mom we loved it yeah it was was iconic it was amazing moment i'm gonna do it to my kid one day she's not gonna know what the hell i'm talking about probably (laughs) it's fine do it before yeah do it before she's old enough to watch just scream it 
well, I want to go take my pants off. Stop saying that on this Why? podcast. Look, I don't know because it sounds I, predatory. <laughs> I'm in my home. It doesn't matter, though. We're talking. <laughs> Gross. Well. I don't feel safe. Well, then we can leave and I can take my pants off in peace. It just makes me feel like you have a big lesbian crush on me. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're back to the incest. <laughs> we started with incest and we ended with incest. High quality here. Can we end on another Mean Girls quote? Bring it home. What do you got? Me? You. It's just that's why her hair's so big. It's full of secrets. Nice. You've reached Sid and Riley. We can't come to the phone right now. So leave a message after the beep. Ruining Our Childhood was filmed in front of a live studio audience. Psych. But it is produced by us, Riley and Cassidy. With music by Joseph Tuna Medish. You can follow us on Instagram at ruiningourchildhoodpod. Or send us an email at ruiningourchildhoodpod at gmail.com. Support the show through our coffee account, ko-fi.com slash ruiningourchildhoodpodcast. Later. Later.